0: messaged
1: you no i'm gonna remind you
0: i feel like you've always been in my life i don't know when
1: i met you i remember because
2: i <laughs> larissa i know this i woman. remember
1: because at work we have this slack group just for the black people called fubu Come on, and fubu. every time it's a new person in fubu when i first started i would look them up and be like oh i got some new friends let me see what they're doing <laughs> and so <laughs> and so when channing came i remember her name popped up in the group i sent her a message and was like Hi, Channing. I'm the community manager on the social team. Um, If you ever want to get lunch or a coffee or anything, like I'm your girl. And I was just trying to be like super friendly. And it was really nice because I later found out that she had like went to college and was friends with someone at the company that I um, admired. We all just sort of gelled together, and she just can't get rid of me now. No, I
0: don't want (laughs) to. You're so. You're my little baby.
3: Welcome back to the Go Off Sis Podcast. If you did not catch it the first two times, I'm here to remind you that your very favorite Instagram channel and Refinery29 sub-brand is now coming at you in audio form, okay? My name is Danielle Cadet. I am the managing editor of Unbothered, and I am here with my family. Channing, would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Hi, guys. I'm Channing Hargrove. I'm the fashion news editor at Refinery29.
1: Hey, boo, hey. And Larisse? Hello, my name is Larisse McMillian. I'm the content strategy editor for the Refinery29 Instagrams.
3: Hello. Cute. Raven Baker.
1: That's me.
2: My name is Raven Baker. I'm the associate social media editor for Unbothered. Hey, girl. that's
3: me. (laughs) We have already talked about a number of things, right? We've talked about who can claim hot curl summer and who can't. We have talked about workplace experiences as a black woman, and today I'm very excited to discuss friendships. Mm. There is so much levity and there's just so much beauty that comes with black women and our friendships. Black women have an inherent sisterhood, Mm -hmm. no matter what we do. Friendships can also be very complicated, and I think because of the kind of friends we are as black women, we care, we want to take care of each other. So we are going to talk about friendships, but I want to start off talking about our friendships, ladies, and how we Aww. became friends. At I love work. that we became a little family.
2: Raven, when did you meet Chance? So when I started at Refinery, I was definitely the youngest, and like everyone was nice, but y'all didn't take Keep me. Keep it in. cute. Y'all did not take me in immediately. I had to prove myself. <laughs> they were like, "Who is this little girl? Like, it, can we trust her? Like, is she gonna tell our business to the whites? I don't know. I mean, that's important. Like, you you should." That's a requirement. But I was working on Snapchat. I was editing a bunch of videos at one point and they had Cecily Bowen, who was previously with Refinery and Channing in them. So then like maybe 72 hours later, I'm seeing Cecily and Larisse in like a common area at work. But now I had been looking at her face for so long I feel like I knew her, so I just automatically waved. I'm like, hey girl. And she looked at me and was just like, I don't know you, but hey. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even really know this woman. So I went over to her and I'm explaining. So now I look like a dork. And Larissa's <laughs> like, it's okay, you know us now. And then I didn't meet Channing until later. Like, mm, I was in there finding for some reason. And, you know, all the black girls got to meet at some point. So then we got introduced <laughs> and then they finally let me in FUBU and we became friends.
0: First of all, it's not no finally let. Right. <laughs> they finally like let Joanne. me in FUBU. Although we we did have a vetting process. Yeah, y'all had a vetting which and is fine. It got out of control.
2: Shit. <laughs> But yeah, we've become so close. And you guys are my big sisters. And so it's the close. best. And we're oh such God. a family now.
4: We have sleepovers. Oh, we have sleepovers. We little...
3: celebrate birthdays together. Oh, Channing oh my and my God. relationship has to be on the extended version.
2: Woo! Girl. <laughs> Y'all been through the fire. Look
3: at God, Look at God, okay? Speaking of going through the fire, mm-hmm. friendships go through things, right? Oftentimes you think, like, oh, this person's around forever. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that, like, life stage really does affect How you interact with your friends. I think what often happens with friendships is like friends don't always show up. And what Mm. happens when you have a friend who's not showing up for you as much as you're showing up for for him or her or
1: vice versa? Mm. Larise. I will be honest. I think that there have been times in my life where I have considered myself to not be the best friend that I could be. Mm. Um, And I think I have a lot of guilt for not showing up for my friends. Um, When I was in elementary school, I met this wonderful girl who I still consider myself to be very close friends with. We could not talk for a million years and I would still be like, that's one of my best friends. Like, don't play with her. Mm -hmm. Um, But she and I grew up together. We had been in a bunch of different clicks and crews together and in high school we were a part of this really obnoxious group and um, it was a really weird dynamic and I think that it definitely shaped like the way that I chose to work in women's spaces because I was just like I, I'm, I like the idea of being with other women but I do not like the nastiness that comes with mm. it and while I was in community college she was off pursuing a degree in a different place like it it just seemed like we stopped matching up Mm -hmm. and then when I finally kind of got out of my oh my god I'm so sad at community college thing and it was like okay I'm gonna go really hard for my career it pushed me in a whole different space to be further from them and so I just think that we we just have drifted so far apart Mm -hmm. I think it's hard because even to this day, like they'll hit me in the group chat like, hey, like we're planning a trip to like Vegas or we're planning a trip for such and such birthday in December. And I hate myself a little bit because I will respond and be like, oh, yeah, like I'll see you like and I never take the initiative to follow up and follow through. But these are all girls who I love, who I respect, who I am proud of and who I Honestly, like this whole conversation is making me feel like I like just need to prioritize that a little bit more and just take a step back and realize that even if you don't have the time to see someone every single day or text them every single day, like that effort does have to go both ways. And you do have to show up if you want to maintain people in your life you care about.
3: That's so real. But I do think that showing up can be hard. Mm -hmm. When again, your life is shifting, when you're not able to be in the same places, you're not doing the same things, you're not thinking about the same things, th- there are times when showing up then becomes challenging. I mean, Channing, what was your experience?
0: This isn't a strong point of my personality. It's something that I'm working through, but I'm somebody who self isolates when I go yes. through things. It feels easier for me to just like huddle in and be like, okay, I'm gonna figure this out. I don't wanna burden anybody with um any of my issues because I know that everybody else is going through a lot too but I don't think that that was helpful and I think that like my pride is definitely something that has like kept me from being vulnerable when I shouldn't have been but I think that it's hard when as a self isolator it's hard for me to like push out of that and then on top of that like open
1: up give, yeah give your,
3: yeah I'm a self isolator too I definitely like that is my That's how I protect myself. Right. It's how I regain my energy. Mm -hmm. I'm also really prideful. So Mm -hmm. for me to come out of that space and kind of peek my head out and say like, hey, or like send a text. Right. Even to say like, I miss you or let's talk like that's a really challenging thing for me to do. It is. Especially because my safe space is not having to talk to anybody. Virgo. Miss Virgo Raven Baker. I, isolation. Virgo's live in a cocoon.
2: Don't y'all know? <laughs> I when mean, I, I know. Home, I'm, I'm familiar. Getting I get in a cocoon. Enlighten seeing, us. Well, you know what I came to realize is that I always say that like what millennials and Gen Zers share is their like extreme affinity for codependency in the relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't even realize you're being codependent. Mm-hmm. You think you're being a good friend. Mm-hmm. But like y'all are... Now enthralled in each other's webs. You don't even, you can't, you can't even say like how, if this relationship is healthy or not because you are consumed by one another. Yes. And then it's like, you know, inside of relationships, whether it's platonic, romantic, whatever, like but especially with friendships, is that your expectations are always too high, yeah, because you're projecting onto the other person. but
3: I mean, I think one thing that I feel needs to be said is there's a difference between friendship and codependency and And to your point, Raven, like I think you're absolutely right. We go through so much, especially like millennials and gen Zers. I think you, I, there are studies that show that. Millennials have the highest rate of anxiety Mm -hmm. out of any generation before them. And so we're dealing with so much, right? We have so much on our shoulders, whether it's feedback that we're getting at work or not getting at work, or whether it's, you know, anxieties, depression that we're dealing with, family stress that we're dealing with. So you you put that on your friendships. I have a friendship with my very best friend, and I think our friendship has... um, We've gone through stages of like we, where mm-hmm. we've been codependent on each other. And we ju- at, at our core, we just have a very base level friendship. Like there's a beautiful friendship there. But there are certainly times where like we're codependent and we definitely sit and stew in our stuff together. Mm-hmm. And we don't even live. There are times where sometimes we can't even lift each other out of it. But it's just nice to have that other person there. But I, I feel very blessed that we can like bounce out of that. But one thing I know I'm struggling with right now is like, becoming somebody's wife and realizing the limits that it's putting on my friendships Mm -hmm. realizing that like i can't sit on the phone with you talking about nothing like i have to i have to forge my relationship with this man that i'm about to get married to so i can't sit in the bed when like that should really be time that i'm spending with him or over dinner or whatever it is and it's like i'm over here kikiing with my girl that's been a struggle for me because i don't then i i struggle with whether or not I'm showing up for her as much mm-hmm. as she's showing up for me. Because the reality is she's always showing up for me. Always. Like, she's always there. And I think because she's single, and I don't even mean to make it about that. Like, I don't want to make it about, like, oh, a single friend can be a better friend. Because I don't think that's true. But I think I'm learning how to understand what, what kind of friend am I as a, somebody's partner. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? Speaking of being somebody's partner, what about when you don't like your friend's man Boo. or woman? I'm not when you hold don't like time. your friend's partner, like what do you do? You get into the sticky situation of judging your friends. Are Raven, you looking I, at me. Yes, don't look so at I, me. Raven. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you, man.
2: Judgy ass. <laughs>
3: I've, Which grown, I've
2: grown because the caterpillar has to become a butterfly, y'all.
3: Mm, come on, yes! butterfly. She's trying. I
2: did shake it at them. She's trying. She,
3: she definitely shook the tattoo out of it.
2: In all seriousness, I have had friends who I look at their significant other and I'm like, Trash. did you hear something? I didn't hear anything. Oh and... I had to really pause, you know, because I had a very close friend in my life who I loved dearly and I just was not fond of her significant other. And I hadn't been around him a whole lot, but when I was around him, I was just like something is something in the water is wrong. And I just my judgment, I had to really check myself because it came from a place of just thinking so highly of my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, because I have very select few. I'm like sis You are gold. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. I don't want him treating you like trash. Mm -hmm. And what I thought was trash, she didn't, she didn't. And I was really projecting my personal values onto her. And I feel like nine times out of ten, your Judgy friend has probably just witnessed unhealthy relationships, whether it was at home or Mm. in her past. So she is on high alert. AKA Mm -hmm. she is me. Mm -hmm. And you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm she. Yeah, she is me. It me. (laughs) And it's like you are just trying to prevent your friends from going through the hurt and the trauma that you've been through. Mm, And mm. I had to realize that that is absolutely not my place. That is for God Mm. and whoever else wants to be involved.
1: I think that is something I also, like, struggled with when I was a little bit younger, just, like, the judginess, but also just, like, the why you not listening to me? Mm -hmm. Because you think you're so right. Yes. Like, I'm, like, I'm sitting here looking at you and yo, dumbass problems, and I'm looking at your problem dead in his face, and you steady calling my phone asking what the problem is. And I'm like, girl, I done told you mm. what to do and how to fix it mm. 17 <laughs> times.
3: But when do you make the decision to just be like, I'm gonna be there? Or like when do you make the decision? Do you make you just a decision to-mind like, your business? Uh, y- yeah. Exactly. But when do you make the decision to mind your business? After like time. the third time. So I I mean I'll admit that I've been that girl. I've been that girl who I think my friends have been like. Since my mouth is dry, I ain't talking to you no mo. Um, my my the door is closed. The door, <laughs> the door is closed. And and I shout out to my girls because they didn't close the door of friendship. It was just like, we just gonna leave this alone and let you come to whatever you come to. Yeah, and I was hell bent on proving everybody wrong because I'm prideful. I have an ego. Y'all not gonna tell me my relationship's gonna fail and then I'm gonna let my relationship fail. I'm gonna fight. To the death, okay? I'm prideful. I have so much pride. I am stubborn and I am prideful.
0: Sadly, I relate to that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jenny. I'm
0: petty as hell. I'm a recovering hothead. No, she did not.
2: <laughs> I am. How hot was your
0: head? I have done things where it was like, I would blow up the world just mm. to like get to this what one person. In? To get to this one person. And then five <laughs> minutes later, be like, oh. Did that- I do that? that maybe was not that bad and now I have to walk all this stuff back I have to sweep right. all the soot off of everybody and right. be like
3: you know what not the soot
0: you know what that was my fault <laughs> I, I I I reacted a little aggressively had I maybe just addressed the hurt there mm, in come se- on. instead of lashing out and being violent not physically violent I'm verbally violent mm. same time. Um, see but the fact that the,
3: j- the fact that you can admit like Oh, I should have addressed the hurt, or I, like yeah. you saying recovering. Shout out to you, boo, because I haven't. I'm not. I'm not even there yet. Okay, I haven't even made it to to Hot Heads Anonymous. Okay? Yeah, but I've done some things that like you.
0: You can't really walk back. Mm. And I think seeing mm. seeing the damage that that has done, and not just friendships, but like romantic relationships. That's not something that I'm proud of, and that's not mm-hmm. like, someone that I want to be as I get older. My relationships are really important to me, and. Yeah. And, and they're not things that come easily, like to have someone that loves you and you love them and Ooh. you want to support them. That's not something that like, you know, I'm not going to get that at the next train stop. So I can't be yes. so careless in the way that I treat these people that I'm saying I love.
3: But like, how do you admit when you're wrong?
0: I mean, for me, it came with age. I spent all of my 20s being reckless and a hothead and so emotional and irrational mm just look around and you're like did what did that get me though Mm. you know what was the moment
2: for me i was not doing my due diligence in the apology department i was like everything can burn all of it Mm -hmm. down i do not care Mm -hmm. and my mom was like girl look around you Mm. look around you yikes look at all these look at all these people that you left in your wake Mm. you know what i'm saying and luckily, I feel like she halted me before it was so late. But she was just like, Raven, you are cold. Like, you cannot just mm. cut these people out of your life. Like, mm-hmm. they're not valuable. You're not seeing the value Ooh. in people. Yep. And then I was like, <clears throat> hi, my name is Raven, and this is my apology tour. <laughs> and no, But no, I had to get serious. And I had to, the friends who I valued and mm-hmm. the relationships that I valued that I had left, mm-hmm were all ones I wanted to keep you down inside. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I really had to get right mm-hmm. and just be more responsible and own my stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. I, have, I have a question for the group. I mean, we've been sitting here, we're talking about friendships go through peaks and valleys and stages and, and sometimes they're on life support and sometimes they gotta die. Like, sometimes they gotta go. Mm-hmm. But what makes a lifelong friend?
2: I think you just said it, support. Mm. Effort. I, I would think, say effort. Oh, that's a good point. And yes.
0: somebody that will meet you where you are. And, like, whatever that looks like, whatever stage that is. I think, you know, once you take your expectations off the table and you're just like, okay, well, this is what my friend needs. And hopefully that's a reciprocal thing so mm. you don't feel like the effort is lacking.
2: Mm. I feel like a, lo- a lifelong friend um, requires a lot of support because I feel like we look at our friends and they go through something and you feel like, I have to help them change this. Mm -hmm. Like, if your friend is depressed, you're like, well, where can we take you right now? Right. Or, like, they're starting a business, and you feel like you gotta buy out their inventory, but Mm -hmm. you broke. No, they really just need your support. Mm Ooh, That's a word. I don't think you have to do much, but, like, love on them.
3: Coming up after the break, I speak with Lala Anthony about her career, a huge full circle moment, and how she's evolved as a friend. here with Ms. Lala Anthony. Hello. I am so excited to have you. Oh, thank thank you, you for being here. Thank you for having me. Huge fan of yours. So I know that like all of our girls are fangirling and I'm not even gonna lie, I'm fangirling. So thank <laughs> you for so being sweet. here. So one thing we talk about a lot and we talk about specifically on this episode is how much we take on as women, especially as black women. We do so much. We're all over the place and we make it look very easy. You have had just an incredible career arc you You are like hashtag goals oh you're sweet thank you um just everything from like media to Hollywood to entrepreneurship working in beauty talk to me a little bit about how you
4: manage like how do you even do it
3: um you know I always
4: say that you can have it all but not all at the same time And you hear that saying a lot it's very true you know balance is key but even in balance I feel like if I'm just being honest that one piece always suffers so if I'm just all about work then maybe kyan is not getting my attention who's my right. son or yeah. you know my family's not getting my attention if i'm all about that then maybe my career is not getting my full attention so it kind of seesaws back and forth to where it's like this is family only and then this is dive into grind work mode you know so right. you try to find a balance but in reality something always kind of suffers you know it's never all a complete balance. I've been blessed to have a career where, you know, I can bring my son into my world and he can be a part of it. He can come to sets with me sometimes and see what I'm doing. So he feels like he's a part of what I'm doing. And, you know, we work in a kid friendly industry where he can come with me to interviews and different things like that and not feel like he's excluded from that. So that helps in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But balancing everything is really hard. And, you know, I I shout out my family for being so supportive and my team for helping me kind of keep things in order because, there's no way just one person can do it all without things kind of falling through the cracks and stuff. I love that you say that because this is—that's
3: what this episode is about. Is we talked about our networks and the people who sustain us, yeah. specifically our friends, like our girlfriends, and like how, uh, for for black women especially, we just have this like incredible sisterhood. Right. And, but I really like. You are like everybody's best friend in my head. Like, truly, you are like, oh, that's like, in my head, it's like, Lala's my girl, we're friends, we're cool. But can you talk to me a little bit about how
4: friendships help you sustain? So it helps because a lot of us are doing similar things or in the same world so we can understand, you know, the struggles of the balance or being tired or overwhelmed or just even completely happy with everything so we can talk about those things and 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 understand each other so i call my friends all the time like okay i have no idea i'm gonna finish all this what can i do what did you do how did you deal with it and you just kind of bounce ideas and thoughts off each other the same way you would do with your girlfriends it's no different and talk fashion talk gossip talk kids talk anything right it's the same way anyone else would function you know with their friends but it's necessary to have a great support group around you and it's necessary for women out there to understand how important it is for us to support each other. I think in this world we get beat down by so many other things that the one place we should be able to go to for love and support is each other and and that's important and that's a message I always try to drive home especially when I'm talking to young women out there just about supporting and not being catty and there's enough for everyone and also driving the message that what's meant for you is for you absolutely you know you don't have to be in a a competition
3: exactly I was you read my mind you are part of such an incredible group you each are doing such incredible things you're doing such amazing things you know when you're taking
4: on a new venture who's who's like what do you say to your girls is there a group chat that you have like there's some group chats that go on (laughs) but you know like it's kind of like I'm sure with your friends you know who to go to for what thing like okay I need Whatever kid advice, that's more this person. I need business advice. I'm going to go to this person. Right, you know, you kind of know, and it also switches depending on what phase of their life they're going through right now. If they're in this building a business phase, then you're going to talk about business. If they've just had a child, you're going to talk about that. So it kind of flip flops, but you know who to call to go to for what. But I have you know great friends. My you know core circle is definitely uh, Kelly Rowland, you know Sierra, um, Kim Kardashian. Serena, that's like, you know, the core group of of friends that that I have that are in this world. And then I have my family and my cousins and my friends that I've known since, you know, elementary school and high school. I have that group, too. And those are different conversations I have over there as well. It might be a quick text or a five-minute FaceTime and, you know, just a check-in. But true friends understand that. And true friendship is not based on, okay, we haven't talked in... Two weeks, you can call somebody and pick up like you just talked yesterday. That's exactly what real friendships are and understanding that, you know, everyone's building a life and and building businesses and you're supporting them, but you just don't have the time to just be on the phone all day long. Right, right. I'm blessed to have a great group of friends that understand that and I understand that with them. And trust me, when it gets to a point where it's like, I need to talk to you, pick up the damn phone, (laughs) then you send that message. SOS. Or like... (laughs) You alive? Just just tell me you alive. Yes. If you send those and then everything goes Oh, I love those back to normal. I love that. That is and it's such so, it's so
3: reflective of I think what all of us do. Like yeah. I think we can all relate to that of just sometimes it's like I just
4: need to know you're good, sis. And sometimes it's I need to talk right now. Right. Like, right. Where are you at? Right, <laughs> right. And then sometimes it is that two hour conversation, late night, one night. It just it just changes. Very varies. Yeah. yeah it varies. I love that. I love that. I have to talk to you about power, okay? Because you know everybody
3: is like anticipating. I'm sad, like I can't. I'm stressed. I don't know I'm what's going on. <laughs> but you know, how are you feeling? Just knowing that, you know, it's it's this is a cl- chapter that's closing. You know, going back to life stages. How has
4: just how has it been? How's the experience been? When you work on a show for six seasons, cast and crew really become family. Like I've seen people get married. I've seen babies you know, being born. I've seen all of that in the course of six seasons. So you really are a family and I'm going to miss that the most, but I keep telling myself, like, our family ties are not based on this show. You know, we planted some seeds that should be there forever, whether power's around or not. Just watching what everybody's next, you know, move is going to be and just supporting each other today. um, I can't wait to go to Times Square. We all have billboards in Times Square right now, which to me is, this is a really big moment. Oh, that's awesome. I my, like, Wow. Oh my gosh, especially if you take it back to like the MTV yeah. day. Or even further than that, I'm just a girl from Brooklyn. Yes. Crazy. So yes. I was saying when I was looking at them, I was Instagramming and telling the other cast members, like, I'm so proud of us. Like, yeah. we did this together with, you know, Omari leading the ship. We did right. this together. And 50 and Courtney, who's our, you know, creator and showrunner, just writing such amazing material. But it's like, it's a win for all of us. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. Like, I'm proud. Of all of us, I promise you. When I leave here, you never gonna see me run out of a building so fast. I'm <laughs> getting, I'm grabbing my son, and we going to Times Square because that's just that's just a moment. That is no, I'm so really proud dope. Of that. Yeah,
3: that is just it's so humbling. I mean, again, like you said, going even further back than MTV, but I just keep thinking of like those days down at Times Square. Where it was just like that was. The, the mecca that was the headquarters and now to have like I know
4: a billboard, a billboard you know? like that used is to full be in circle. that window hosting TRL yes! every day it is you're right I didn't actually think of it that way till so you just said it that is a full circle moment for sure yeah
3: like I just I think it's really poetic yeah, like, it's that was the first cool. thing that Thank I thought you. about yeah of Thank course you. I mean that's like I mean I remember watching you on television and being like yeah it's time for TRL <laughs> that's so, funny. so now to like See that see that moment come full circle for me is just, like, dope to watch. Yeah,
4: I'm excited.
3: I want to talk about, like, Lakeisha as a character. Yeah. And as a friend. How do, how do you identify with her as
4: an individual but also just, like, a, as a friend? Yeah, you know, Lakeisha's loyal to a fault. Yes. You know, she's so loyal to her friend because, Tasha, because she feels like, you know, anything she has— is because of Tasha. Any glimpse into that world is because Tasha has allowed her to see that. So she's loyal to a fault, and I think she finally comes to the realization. And you'll see most of it this season that, you know, I can't continue to be loyal to someone who's not as loyal to me. And there are times where I'm like, yeah, come you smack on. her, you're like, <laughs> what snap are out we of are it. Doing? Yeah, trust me, I want to smack, her. <laughs> smack her. But I get it. So this season, she really steps out into her own and takes. The power back, so to speak. But Ooh, like in that. taking the power back, <laughs> a lot of stuff happens with that too. Because in a way, her being loyal to Tasha also, in some like twisted way, kind of protected her from all of it because she was in yeah. the background, kind yes. of. Yes. So now, now, oh no, I'm my own woman. I could do the same thing. I could do this. I could do it better. And not really understanding all that comes along with it. So it's going to be an interesting, you know, season for Lakeisha trying to navigate her way in this world that she saw from afar, but really wasn't ever a part of. And now she's a part of it. Wow.
3: Yeah. Ooh, juicy. Can you identify with that, though, being loyal to a fault. I certainly can. Like, I definitely know that I've had experiences where I've been loyal even to times in a way where it's hurt me more than it's helped me. Can you identify with that? Have you
4: had an experience with th- like that with one of your friends? Of course. Friends, relationships, you know, different times in my life being loyal to a fault. I'm a Cancer. That's my zodiac sign and we are loyal oh, yeah. to the end. We're going to hold on to the very end. Yes. Now, I don't want to let cancer. Cancer. go. We <laughs> got to hold on to the end. And sometimes, you know, that's that's not always a a great thing, a great quality, but you know, we we figure it out and you you learn as you go. Each each learning experience is a lesson for the next thing. What you want to not do is repeat the same mistakes. Like, Like, it's okay to make mistakes, but the goal is to not continue to repeat the same mistakes. So, yes, I've been loyal to a fault, and I've tried to learn from it to not continue to make the same mistakes and understand when, you know, a situation or a person or a job is no longer serving me, and, you know, and it's time to move on oh my gosh that is a word
3: (laughs) that is a word because i do think a lot of times we we put ourselves second and it's exactly what you said figuring out when something's no longer serving Mm -hmm. you i think having the agency to do that and not feeling bad about it is so
4: that's just so hard it's so hard i always feel bad about it i always feel bad about it and i always i'm trying to get better at i always feel like Let's say I get a job or something. I'm always so grateful, which I always want to be that. But I also always feel like, let me not ruffle feathers. Let me not because they hired me. And, you know, this is an amazing opportunity, which is great. But also you have to understand, like, they hired you because they wanted you. And you bring a lot to the table as well. And don't undermine yourself or take that for granted. Now you're not coming in there being arrogant and making all kind of demands. But it's about knowing your worth as well. And I didn't always know my worth. It was just yeah. like, thank you so much. Oh, my God. Thank you for hiring me. Yes. Thank you for this. And it's yes. like, well, I'm coming in with a lot, too. Right. You know, I'm, I'm bringing, making, stuff, I'm to bringing stuff to the table. I'm bringing stuff to the table. And it's about knowing your worth and value. And that's in jobs, friendships, relationships. Yes. All of that stuff. Yes. Y'all didn't know you were in church.
3: Today, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Lala's not playing with you. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a couple, like, spitfire okay. questions, right? Who's the last friend that you texted?
4: Last friend. Okay. Today, last friend.
3: <laughs> Sierra. Okay. Um, who is the first friend you go to? Who's Who's the person that's gonna pick like gonna pick up the phone or respond to a text at like three in the morning? Kim K. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who is the person you go to when you are sad? Kelly Rowland. Who is the person you go to when you have something to celebrate? All of them. Uh, <laughs> the group chat. The
4: group chat. Does your group chat have a name? You don't have to share, it but does it have a name? There's, there's, you know how there's one big oh, group yes. chat, and then there's like the subgroup group, group texts. <laughs> I even have that in my family. Do you know I have a family group chat? It's called La Familia because we're Puerto Rican. Yes, there are thirty seven people in this group chat. Oh, I've had to put this God. group chat on I'm silent mute. because it's all day. But I found that this group chat has really kept my family so close. Like we're so in tune with what everyone's doing and where everyone's at in the world. And I, I, I love just, that. I just was like, wow, I would never think a group chat could bring, like, an entire family. Oh, yeah. 37 people yes. in one group chat. Yes. An entire yes. family together to yes. where I know where each one of my cousins is at. Yes. My uncle, my this. Yes. And it's, it's, it's a great thing. So I am a fan of group chats. Yes. Although you have to mute them sometimes. Yes. <laughs> but... This particular one has really brought my family closer together. I love that. Yeah, Yeah,
3: and you always have the offshoot group chat. Yeah, of course. And there's always the thing in the main group chat that makes you go... Of course, to to the side side (laughs) one. Like, who's the person you go to to check yourself? Like, who's your friend who you're like, girl
4: am i crazy can i say this usually my mom actually yeah. my yeah. mom my mom really is my best friend i love my, that. i go to my mom for everything but yeah when i need to check myself i talk to my mom because she's known me the longest right she has no problem bringing me back, back. earth yes. or calling me like did you have to post that picture did you? i'm like "Ma, leave me alone you know but she always knows how to kind of bring me back down to earth. And I love getting the perspective of someone who's not in the business or the yes. industry because with my mom, sometimes all she offers up is like common sense. Right. And when you're so deep in it, sometimes you just forget yes. like the core common sense values. Oh, absolutely. And my mom's like, well, if you weren't in this business and someone said that to you, how would you react? And then I'm like, oh, you're right. So common yeah. sense sometimes we lack, yes. you know, just because we're so in it. And my mom always kind of brings brings that back
3: oh yeah absolutely I love that who's the friend you go shopping with shopping with
4: um yeah or, uh shopping with I feel like everybody has such great styles so. <laughs> they all have but you know we don't really go shopping yeah a lot of times it'll be like okay so what's the new bag who has what and right. then you know you'll try to get it or order it but to actually go in a store and go shopping yeah that really doesn't happen a lot and I wish I would want to do more of that. Yeah, you know, just being in a store and kind of shopping. I right. Don't really have the time or get to do that much, so we don't really do that. But we'll definitely send like online. Check this new jacket. Check this. Out. You got to yeah. get this yeah. hot shoe. Blah blah blah. We definitely do that.
3: I love that. Oh, this is like the group chat of life. <laughs>
4: this is the goal group chat. <laughs> um, talking about what's next, Lala. What's next for you? So I just finished Beverly Hills 90210. Yes. So I'm excited for that. Oh, my God. So now just really figuring out what my next move is from an acting perspective. I'm producing a lot. 50 and I just did a deal with stars for a new show that we're going to EP called Intercepted. Oh, that's exciting. Um, Which I'm excited about. And, you know, just working on different film and TV projects from a producing standpoint. But what's great about producing is you're not waiting for anyone. You're creating your own content and you're able to employ people that, you want to work with and people that you believe in and it's great i mean the auditioning process is great too but you're always kind of waiting you know so it's good to have other things going on while that's happening so i've really dove heavily into producing i mean i love acting it's definitely my passion and what i've you know poured my all into and still pour my all into whether it's you know acting classes acting coach just really staying sharp on where i'm at in the acting space so that's my love and my primary passion and goal and while I'm doing that I would love to continue to produce and also produce projects that I can put myself in or I can put friends as we talked about in or people that I've always wanted to work with and so it's kind of great to have a couple things going at once Um, you don't just want to have all your eggs in one basket because you never know what could happen and then it just feels like a waiting game when you have a couple of right. things going on yeah. there is always something going on for sure on. Um, absolutely so i would definitely say that's that's important how have you evolved as a friend over time evolving as a friend um i think i think evolving as a friend just in a perspective of just becoming even less judgmental yeah. and and becoming a friend that stops saying what i won't do because mm. again you never when know. When you never know what you won't do and not being that person that's like, well, I would never. Right. That would never be me. Mm, because yes. too many times have I seen people have to eat their words when they've said that. So that's how I feel like I've evolved as a friend. Not being that one like, oh, well, look at her because I would never do that. Mm. Or I don't know how she... Because you just never know. You know, life... Life is is funny that way. Yes.
3: Yeah. I love that. I'm pretty sure, just like me, the rest of you just want to be friends with Lala even more now. (laughs) Want to be in the group chat. Want to be all of it. Lala, thank you so much for joining the Go Off Sis podcast. I cannot thank you enough. It was such a pleasure to have
4: you. Happy to be here. Thank you.
3: Who else is trying to get in on that group chat? Because I know I am. While I sit here and slide into Lala's DMs hoping she'll be my BFF, Y'all check out this week's Don't At Me, courtesy of yours truly. Friendships are like a roller coaster. They can have high highs and they can have low lows, but you gotta buckle up, sis. Because if it's truly a person that's worth having in your life, you learn how to have that perspective. This conversation has truly taught me that I need to check in with myself. I need to check in with my friends. I need to know what kind of love I need to receive. And I certainly need to know what kind of love my friends need to receive. And with that, we sign off office. Don't at me. Period.